to the Early Roots podcast. This episode is all about the relationship between tough dads and sensitive kids. And as you can probably imagine, I see a lot of very sensitive kids in my office. And by sensitive, I mean both emotionally sensitive and sensitive to sensory things like lights and noises. I also see a lot of tough dads, and by that I mean dads who have high standards, firm boundaries, and limited patience for emotions and behaviors that they don't like. And this dynamic can be very difficult, particularly for moms who feel caught in the middle. And I get asked a lot about how to navigate these personality differences and about parenting a sensitive child while we're working on increasing their emotion regulation and their frustration tolerance. I want to use this podcast to go through the things that I usually relate to parents about this dynamic and about some of the things that I'm still in the process of learning myself while parenting my own child. Now, full disclosure, my area of expertise is in neurological development, not parenting. And if having my own kid has taught me anything, it's that I know absolutely nothing about parenting. So if you and your spouse are struggling with parenting dynamics, I highly recommend working with a parenting coach or a therapist to help you with kind of the specifics and details of your family dynamic. I will link some of my favorite resources um, if that's something that you want. My mother is actually usually my first recommendation. She's a licensed clinical social worker and specializes in family, marriage, and parenting. She also understands neurodevelopmental delay, so if you're working with me, it's a really good compliment. I also love Dr. Psych Mom and will reference her a lot in this episode. She has a whole network of coaches and therapists that work with families in a lot of different states, and I will link her in the description as well. So let's jump in. In order to understand this dynamic, we need to look at the goals of parenting and the different roles of mothers and fathers. Now in this episode, I'm going to talk a lot about gender differences, both differences in personality and in parenting roles. And that being said, it's worth noting that not all men and women fall perfectly into these categories. And individually speaking, we all tend to have a spectrum of masculine and feminine personality characteristics. And there are plenty of couples where mom takes a more masculine or disciplinarian role and where dads are more nurturing. But in this episode, we're going to look at more traditional masculine dads and their relationship with sensitive kids. So the kind of overarching goal of parenting is to build a relationship with your children that helps them to navigate the process of becoming an adult. And the main idea being that your children don't need you in the same ways they did when they are young. And there are kind of two sides to this process of maturation. On the one side, you have the goal of helping them integrate into the social world. So we want our children to be accepted into the world at large and to learn how to engage with other people in a positive way. We want them to know how to navigate and negotiate social relationships and how to function as a member of your family, of society, and of the greater social world. And the second side of this is more individually focused. We want our children to develop their own sense of self, to be independent and self-sufficient, and to have the ability to bring kind of their own unique creativity and individuality to the world. We want them to be able to kind of push back against this mindlessness of the group. And your personality and your personal values as parents are going to affect the details and the specifics of these two categories. But the overarching categories remain the same. And that's how do I fit in and how do I stand out? 
And your role as a parent is going to change drastically as your children age. You can see this most clearly early on. So when babies are first born, they're extremely helpless. And I've mentioned this before, but babies are born at a very developmentally early age, much earlier than most mammals. And the first six to nine months after birth is almost an extended fetal period. And during this period, babies pretty much just have needs, not wants. And during this stage, they need a caregiver that is pretty hyper-attuned to them, that meets their needs quickly, and that's very connected and attached to them. And most of the time, this person is going to be mom, but not always. And this is kind of one of the biological explanations for some of the personality differences that you see between men and women. And in general, women tend to be more compassionate and agreeable, and these characteristics are very helpful for infant care. Then around six to nine months of age, when babies start to become more mobile, this hyper-attunement should begin to lift little by little. Children should become less and less dependent on parents to meet their needs. And I heard a really good quote about this the other day that said, "'Good moms naturally fail.'" And this transition can be really hard on moms. Uh, It requires us to become comfortable with some level of discomfort in our children. And you see this happen beautifully in animals. I spent a lot of years fostering dogs and cats and took care of a lot of mothers with young litters. And in both cats and dogs, when their babies are first born, they tend to be very protective and close. So they're more wary of new people and they spend a lot of time around their babies where they're physically near them. And then as the babies get bigger, this changes pretty quickly, particularly for cats. Uh, Mother cats tend to get fed up with their babies pretty quick. And by the time their babies are a month old, it's not uncommon to see them hiding and trying to avoid them. A few weeks later, they'll start to get really snippy and irritated with the babies and they'll start pushing them away more. And in general, dads seem to have an easier time with this transition. Dads are more likely to have less agreeable personalities, and they tend to set firmer boundaries and have less patience. And again, this isn't true in every family, but definitely is more common in the more masculine men. And this is one of the important roles that dads play. They do a really good job in fostering this transition from dependence to independence. And this increases frustration tolerance, makes kids more resilient, and the exposure to different personalities helps children to be more capable of navigating social situations. This directly correlates with self-esteem and a host of other positive psychological benefits. And you see tensions arise in this dynamic for a few reasons. Many of the kids I work with are very sensitive. I work with a lot of children who have a retained moro, which is the infant version of our fight-or-flight response. And so for these children, their stress response is similar to that of a newborn, and most of them overreact in big ways. They tend to be emotionally immature, and they may get their feelings hurt very easily. And this can be very frustrating for any parent, but particularly for dads who are naturally less patient or naturally less sensitive themselves. And I commonly see moms in this situation put a lot of effort into trying to avoid things that trigger their kids. They work hard to prevent and de-escalate situations and focus on being very empathetic and patient. 
And these are all wonderful and important qualities to have, and they can make family life more peaceful and enjoyable. But the problems I see arise when mothers believe that that's the only way that their children should be treated. And this usually happens when moms themselves are more sensitive or anxious, and they get stressed out or triggered by their child's responses, or they get stressed out or triggered by their husband's responses to the kids. They tend to believe that an angry, impatient response will be detrimental to their child's emotional development and to the relationship with dad. And Dr. Psych Mom has a really great blog post and podcast episode about this topic. It's titled, uh, Your Husband is Allowed to Treat the Kids Differently Than You. And I will link the blog post and podcast episode in the description. And if we get back to the parenting goal of helping kids answer the question, how do I fit in and how do I stand out, these differences in parenting become very, very important. It's not just that your husband is allowed to treat the kids differently. You should want him to treat the kids differently. Kids should have positive, loving attachments with people who have lots of different personalities. And yes, that may involve your child getting yelled at, teased, or criticized. And this helps children have well-rounded personalities. It helps prevent them from becoming little narcissists, and it helps them learn how to navigate a social world that involves lots of different personalities. I see many moms in this situation who worry a lot about their child's self-esteem and emotional development. They worry that having a critical, tough dad will be detrimental to their self-esteem. And this belief can get exacerbated when you have a highly sensitive child. Many of the kids I work with have big, big emotions. And this ranges everywhere from high anxiety and fears to rage and angry outbursts to being very weepy and emotionally sensitive over everything. And these kids obviously have big reactions to being told no, to being snapped at, or to just transitioning through normal everyday activities. And most often when moms are bringing up this topic to me, it's because their child is very sensitive to yelling and to someone being mad at them. And this is common. Most of the kids I work with are noise sensitive, and they have a lot of underlying anxiety, which makes them more sensitive to other people's negative emotions. When dad gets irritated and snaps at them, they have a big reaction, and mom worries that we are harming any progress they're making in developing emotional control. Spoiler alert, we aren't. Now, I'm not advocating for more yelling and more conflict. Kids, particularly the ones I'm working with, usually do better in more peaceful environments. Kids who are in homes where there's a lot of yelling, disrespectful relationship, and unresolved marital conflict really struggle to make progress with regulating their stress response. But the key factor here is the conflict being unresolved. Conflict is inevitable in every relationship and every family, and children need to learn that conflict is inevitable, and children need to learn how to respectfully resolve it. This is particularly important for children with big emotions. They need to learn that big feelings don't ruin relationships. And oftentimes in these situations, well-meaning moms try to rescue, quote-unquote, their child from dad and create the problems they're trying to prevent. This undermines dad's ability to parent. It teaches the child that dad doesn't know what he's doing, and it teaches them that they don't have the emotional resiliency to handle a tough situation. This also undermines the relationship between mom and dad. It can lead to some long-term marital conflict, and that definitely does have a negative impact on a child's emotional development. 
Kids need to know that their parents are on the same team. That doesn't mean that their parents treat them exactly the same. It means that they respect each other's parenting differences and don't undermine one another in front of the kids. And this is easier said than done. Trust me, it's a lesson I'm still in the process of learning. But parents are allowed to have different boundaries, different standards, and different ways of interacting with their children. If you're concerned about your child's relationship with your spouse, then encourage them to do things together that they both enjoy. A tough dad with a sensitive kid and a loving relationship is a beautiful thing. One day I'll do another episode on the roles that dads play and how it impacts brain development, but until then know that tough dads in your life help your child to gain independence, build resiliency, navigate the social world confidently, and to learn natural consequences. So if you have an overly sensitive child or you're worried about their emotional maturity, check out my podcast episode titled The Startle Reflex and Big Emotions or visit my website, earlyrootstherapy.com. If your child has an overactive stress response, there are a lot of things that we can do to help them settle down and to develop some emotional maturity. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something helpful. Mm -hmm.